to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches and i'm czar so we've had all sorts of excitement happen within the last couple of days this weekend czar you go first what the hell just happened to you in your backyard not even an hour ago uh my wife and i were watching a movie we heard a weird crash we go to let the dog out later and we come to see that the tree standing in the middle of our backyard is no longer standing in the middle of our backyard and is now in the neighbor's yard. (laughs) Timber! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so we've been dealing with that. (laughs) The worst part is, is we have two other, like, really dead trees because of pine beetles hanging around this tree that fell over. And those trees are fine. But the tree that's actually still alive got uprooted. Jesus Christ, man. Why do these things keep happening to you? I don't know. <laughs> Who, what spirit did you piss off, Zar? I don't know. I must have kicked puppies in a past life or something. <laughs> I was at a wedding. That's fun. That's the opposite of a tree falling in your yard. You know, I watched a movie that has wedding stuff in it called Palm Springs, so I was pretty busy with that. Oh, yeah? Was it any good? It was super good. Mm. I strongly recommend it. Well, right on. All right, boys, we got a big episode today. Mind if I do itinerary? Do it up. All right. So today on the podcast, we are talking about Bethesda officially won with the box. We're talking about kids could lose loot box games in Germany. We're talking why is Roblox worth so much? Aren't we all wondering that? Finally, (laughs) right? Like, finally, we got some quick takes and we're going to do game releases as always. And what do you think, boys? I think we got an episode. Let's do it. We got a show. All right, Czar, this first article belongs to you. What are we talking about? Well, as you said before, Bethesda has become one with the box. And so this article is coming to us from Xbox.com and is written by none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Phil Spencer himself. Phil Spencer. Thank you, Mr. (laughs) Spencer. Anywho, so this is basically all about the hype behind the Bethesda acquisition by uh, Xbox. And so with this, the acquisition was official as of March 9th. And from the article, Phil Spencer says, today we officially complete the acquisition of ZeniMax Media, parent company of Bethesda Softworks. It's an honor to welcome eight incredibly talented development studios, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, ZeniMax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango, Gamesworks, Alpha Dog, and finally Roundhouse Studios. Jesus. That's a big list of first party titles coming to the Xbox, boys. Yeah, you're not kidding. Remember how how a few months ago, JP, you were making fun of me and, and you're like, Xbox, where's your first party titles? 
Why is it just what, me? JP? You literally Guess said what, the JP? same thing last week. Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you do that. That's why your trees are falling over. Because you didn't believe. Damn it. I believed the whole time, okay? I, I, I'm, I've always been there just rooting on Team Xbox. Woo, Xbox. Woo. Big, big, big fan. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> big, fan. <laughs> big fan right here. Now, this also kind of comes with the news that... All, a lot of these games from Bethesda and others in the Mac Studios are coming to Xbox Game Pass as well, right, Zara? Yeah, basically everything from Bethesda and anything under the parent company of Zenimax is all going to Xbox Game Pass. In fact, I can't boot up my Xbox without all of these advertisements saying, hey, Fallout is on Game Pass. Hey, Doom's on Game Pass. Hey, The Outer Worlds <laughs> is on Game Pass. I don't give a shit. I, I already know. have these games. <laughs> and also, I don't have the time. Basically, yes. God, you have to commit a lot of time to a Bethesda game. Now, what's interesting about this is we've known for a little while that Bethesda was about to be taken over with it or not taken over. But I guess like, yeah, you know what? I can use those words. They're about to be taken over by Microsoft. So we also knew that they were taking over more than just Bethesda. They're taking over a whole slew of studios. So, Zar, my question for you and Peaches, too. Um, what are some of the studios besides Bethesda you're excited to see? And what are some of the games that are coming to Xbox that you're just ecstatic to give a try to? Well, I personally, I'm really looking forward to seeing what id Software can do with the extra resources that Microsoft can bring. I mean, sure. id Software is the people that brought us Doom, and I believe they also did Wolfenstein, if I remember yep. correctly. Did they uh, do Wolfenstein? Sure. I see BJ Blazkowicz, or however you say his name right there, so I think that's part of it, right? Yeah. yeah I, I'm pretty sure that they also did Wolfenstein, so I mean, I who knows what they can do with like ex the extra resources. The Wolfenstein series, the new one, is really, really good. And we all have heard about the amazing critical acclaim of Doom. Mm -hmm. So I'm really curious where they're going from here. And I think Microsoft even said in this press release that they're not looking to like take over these studios as in like micromanaging everything, but more just to give them more resources to work with and like, you know, let the studios operate creatively on their own. Yeah, that actually leads me into the next part of this article. So taken again from the article, uh, it says this is the next step in building an industry leading first party studios team, a commitment we have to our Xbox community with the addition of Bethesda creative teams. Gamers should know that Xbox consoles, PC and Game Pass will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games including some new titles in the future that will be exclusive only to Xbox and PC players. So, you know, um, they listened and <laughs> it, just took, it took him a little while, but we're there. Yeah, and it just took him a little while. And then finishing up that quote, it's vitally important that Bethesda continues making games the way it always has. But, you know, to that, I say hopefully not, because we want them to finish the games, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what's also interesting about this, right? Is like now that Bethesda is owned by Microsoft, like is Microsoft going to let Bethesda be as lenient as it's been in the past with game creation? Are they going to let Bethesda release Fallout 6 with just nothing there and super buggy and Bethesda's just like, ah, oh, we'll worry about that later. No, now we'll they've got patches down the road. Exactly. No, now they've got Big Papa Xbox looking over. I'm like, no, put out a finished game. 
And Bethesda's like, I don't wanna! <laughs> I don't wanna! I don't wanna put out a finished game! Don't make me port Skyrim again. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> I'll fucking do it again. What were you saying, Zar? I think there's going to be a good balance between Bethesda and all of the other companies that come with having the freedom to make games the way they always have. And like day to day, I don't think a lot is going to change. But I think, JP, mm -hmm. you're going to be right that Microsoft is going to have a little bit of a tighter leash on Bethesda. Just knowing, you know, Bethesda's reputation, their games are just broken right from the get go. So, uh, anybody here excited to see if Bethesda maybe finally either updates their engine or just starts w working with an engine that isn't like a fucking decade old? Oh, <laughs> no, they're going to ride that engine until it breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be a part of it, right? Is like, you know, with Microsoft basically making like a streamline between all these game companies, part of what's great about that is like they all have access to everybody else's tool belt now, you know? Like, I'll take some of this from ID Software. I'll take some of this from Online Studios, Tango Gameworks. Give me some of your shit. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. These guys are all in cahoots. So like... Bethesda just got a whole new big set of fancy toys to play with, fancy things to add to their games. Like Zar was just saying, this also is going to make it so that Xbox makes sure that Bethesda actually makes completed games. Because let's be honest here, there may be a huge slew of studios here that uh, Xbox is acquiring, but they're obviously the most excited about Bethesda, right? Oh, yeah. Um, if, if you've seen Twitter lately, you would know the, the romance going on between these two companies. Right. Honestly, that Twitter stuff was kind of cringy. Yeah. It's like, how's your day going, boo? Oh, not too bad now that you're here. <laughs> and Peaches, it sounded like you had something to point out against that. Let me remind you, the name of this article is officially welcoming Bethesda to Team Xbox. And no, obviously Bethesda is like the biggest one here, but I really think that we don't want to undersell the rest of these studios. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I mean, off the top of my head, I, I can't think of the games that they have made, but that doesn't mean that just because they're not re-releasing Skyrim every year doesn't mean that they're not all putting out quality games. All right. And that's totally fair. Well, we talked about machine games and roundhouse studios lately. I think one or both of those are behind the newest Bethesda games like that Deathloop game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think uh, Bethesda is the big name on Deathloop. Like, if, like if you go to like Bethesda's website, Deathloop is like one of the first things they promote. But <laughs> Bethesda is usually the first name they promote on any of their games. Yeah, yeah no kidding. So, I mean, this is pretty exciting stuff. I think, uh, I think we, there's a lot of good stuff to come. Hopefully. Oh yeah, I think it's going to be great. You want to end this this article on a kind of neat little note from Phil Spencer? Of course. All right, so, so Mr. Spencer concludes the article with a little memorial to his close friend and the founder of ZeniMax Media, Robert A. Altman. I thought you said we were ending it on a high note. It's a memorial. That is a high note. I would no, disagree. That's, a, note. that's but... a sad thing. I mean, I think the guy's been dead for a while, or maybe he's just retired. I don't actually know if he's dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody honors the life and memory of someone because they retired. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it's true, but hey, I don't know. I don't assume things, man. No, no, it's fine. I understand what you are saying. And honestly, I didn't I don't know who Robert Altman is, but that. Yeah, 
He's the Apparent- founder of Zenimax Media. Well, I know that now, but I mean, like, I didn't. <laughs> uh, you get what I mean. <laughs> it sounds like he was pretty influential in the industry then for Phil Spencer himself to be like, look, you know, this guy passed away. He was very influential and he was a gamer that really cared about making quality products. So, you know what? Rest in peace, Robert. What do we got next? Peaches? Are we? What are we talking about? All right. Um. I will. I will open this one. Uh. We got games with loot boxes to be officially banned for minors in Germany from Thomas McNulty at Screen Rant. All right. So the German Parliament is looking to ban the sale of loot box games to minors um, if approved by the Federal Council. The ban is part of a Youth Protection Act, which seeks to defend minors from being incentivized to make purchases or perform gambling acts in video games. And while the uh, loot boxes are not being banned outright, games that contain loot boxes will now be classified with a higher age rating in Germany. And the law awaits final approval, but it is expected to come into effect in the spring. And so I know this is Germany and not the United States, but... I don't know. What do you guys think? Are we going to start seeing this coming up elsewhere? God, I hope so. (laughs) I hate loot boxes. I (laughs) freaking hate loot boxes. They're right. It I mean, it is basically gambling. I mean, let me set an example here, right? So let's say Peaches and I both have $100 that we spend on loot boxes in, I don't fucking, Overwatch? Yeah, Overwatch. Yeah, Overwatch. Say that. And, you know, I get some decent gear. It looks cool, but it's nothing super fancy. You know, I get some decent emotes. But Peaches, oh, Peaches somehow pulled a seven-leaf clover straight out of his ass. And every (laughs) item he receives is legendary quality. He looks flashy. All of his guns are shiny. And he even has the best dances. Well, you know, fuck me, I guess, because I, I just spent the exact same amount of money all of my purchased rewards look like dog shit compared to Peaches. Like, that could prompt me to spend more money. Or it could even compel Peaches to spend more money because he's bound to keep rolling legendaries forever, right? Right. And I mean, doesn't this all sound like an evening at a casino to you guys? I see the point you're trying to make, but you know what's funny is we've had this conversation before, if you remember, Czar, and... Again, I'm sticking to my guns here that like I think that if you want to solve the problem of kids like using their parents credit card and buying these stupid loot boxes, it's more incumbent upon the parents to like explain how these types of things work rather than try and put restrictions on gaming companies. Because, I mean, you're going down a very slippery slope if you start to think of it like that. Like, are we going to start to ban Chuck E. Cheese's and like games like that? Because those are technically gambling. Well, I don't think we need to get into like the slippery slope fallacy. Like there's just it's just an interesting thing. Like it is important to like protect kids from like these like addictive, dangerous behaviors. And, you know, introducing them to gambling like this early on could be a bad thing. So adding like an age restriction, especially, mm-hmm. I think is a good thing because it kind of requires the parent to be more involved in the process. Yeah. But sure. GP's also right, because the parents are stupid enough to leave their cards on their children's consoles. So naturally, these kids are still going to get the games just because Fortnite's rated M now. 
All I'm saying is that, like, I understand the points that you're trying to make, Peaches, of, like, you know, going down the slippery slope conversation is stupid in this case, but, like, I think it's more important to talk to kids about what's going on in their games and with these practices rather than try and slap down legislation. And the reason why I believe that is because Nobody fucking talks to their kids anymore, though. Exactly. Let's be real, right? Like, they stick a tablet in front of them. Any conversation they want to have can be done from Blippi. I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and change my stance because parents are being lazy. I'm this. That's just <laughs> the way how it should fucking be. And the other point I was going to make is the fact that how do you think how easy is it going to be to get around these restrictions? You know, you download a VPN, you say you're getting on Overwatch from the States. Bam, you got access to those loot boxes. Now, obviously, that's going to take a lot more technical skill than most kids are going to want to put in just so they can buy loot boxes. But anyone that wants to do it that badly has a very easy way of getting around it. And just like creating regulations around these things, just I don't think is the answer. That's just my opinion. Hear me out. Hear me out. What if you actually have to work for these rewards in game? What do you? Th- oh, I was I about know, to say, what do you concept, think I'm doing right? on my OnlyFans account, Czar? <laughs> 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 I'm trying is what I'm doing. I'm trying. My parents subscribe I... to be supportive, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting weird, man. Um, I, I I think we were uh, unfortunately uh, getting a little bit past the days of get you know unlocking cosmetic awards rewards like you would in Halo Three or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but God, that was a great time. Um, yeah, but then like, what's the point? It's just instant gratification. I mean, it's not even necessarily a problem with instant gratification. It's these games trying to monetize to make more money because games exactly. have stayed at that static sixty dollars for a long time. You know. Yeah, that's the real stem of it all. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to start putting regulations on the game companies? Like, that's definitely not going to go over well. It's just... I Although, really... but how? what about this notion? Because Germany is going to restrict um, who can purchase loot boxes or even po- the possibility of doing away completely with loot boxes... Um. How do you think the companies are going to retaliate? Because games like Apex are free to play. And so most of their revenue comes off of these cosmetic purchases and like season passes and stuff. Do you think that the game companies are going to retaliate? Look, obviously, I mean, these Apex is already 18 plus, isn't it? Because of blood and violence. Yeah, because that's like, that stops maybe? people, too. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying it stops that people, stop but anybody. I mean, it, it's still important to have, like, those ratings, you know? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> like, saying it's not. I'm just saying, like, there's so many ways to get around these things. It, it, that's what makes this hard. It's like, okay, so let's say they were going to try and put some regulations down on people like Epic or, you know, Blizzard with Overwatch. Those companies would make a countersuit so goddamn fast that I honestly don't know who would win. Because you're talking... I don't about- know if it's necessarily about a countersuit. I think it'd just be a lot of, like behind the scenes lobbying because that's how these companies do stuff you know like if 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 legislation gets introduced they're not gonna like you know go to court they're just going to pay people lots of money to lobby for their interests in washington you know i feel like the rash i feel like the rational adult in a south park episode where i'm like hey everybody we don't need to be doing this type of stuff all we have to do is sit down and just talk to our kids make them understand what's going on and then randy would go 
I'd rather just ban the games. <laughs> and everyone's like, yup, 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 yup. It's not even necessarily banning the games. It's just kind of I attempting know. to add a, a layer of separation. So it's, it's at least a little more difficult to get like kids into these addictive behaviors. And I, I think that it's an honorable pursuit. And I, I, I don't really see a problem with, you know, adding an 18 plus mark to games that have gambling like things in them. And, and sure, it might not stop everybody, but it could help. I guess I'm trying to justify myself more because I don't want it to sound like I'm pro-child gambling. I just... You know, <laughs> like, no, screw it. Let him find Breaking out the hard news. Way. JP condones child no, gambling. No, no, don't do this to me. <laughs> I, I think five-year-olds all need to hit the tables in Vegas. Let's go. Let's just get them started young so they know about it. Oh, my Lord. All right. Well, I mean, I never bought loot boxes anyway because it's a waste of goddamn money. But Exactly. It's a waste of money. I do, too. I've gotten loot boxes for free from League of Legends. Well, if you get them. Did you earn them? Did did I earn them? Yes. What? Yeah. Did you earn earn them? them Yeah, I just earned them by playing. Yeah, that's fine. But you could also pay for them that, if you want. That's what they're doing. But do you didn't. That's what they're doing. Is not. they're giving you a taste. They want you to like. Oh, that felt <laughs> good getting that stuff. <laughs> I mean, if it comes down to it, and I'm gonna purchase something in game, I want it to be like Pokemon Go when I know I'm getting twelve fucking incubators. And that uh, that's part of it. it. Okay, but that's a part of the debate too, right? Is like microtransactions when you know what you're getting versus a loot box is different. Yeah, that's why it's gambling that precisely like I I think our last conversation, we kind of made a generalized statement over like microtransactions with Czar Zach and I where we were like, well, okay, but things like incubators, like, you know what you're paying for. I think is this where we're drawing the line in your guys's opinion is just with like loot box gambling in games. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with loot box gambling in games. But I do think that more companies should opt into these policies that you can you see what your chances of getting these items are. You okay. know, like it should be like I think Epic Games had a suit where, you know, there was an issue where you, you can actually you can see the percentage chance of getting these rare items sure, before sure. opening the box. And I think that's an important step that you should be able to take. Casinos do okay. the same thing. They give you the odds right in front of you for every game that you sit down at. Hmm. Well, right on. Gambling. Gambling! (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing, I have no problem with gambling. I will say that I do enjoy the occasional poker game. You know, I enjoy craps. Sure, And all that stuff. But I fucking hate loot boxes. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I get it. What do you guys think? Are we ready to talk about Roblox? Who doesn't want to talk about Roblox? All right, so Zara, I think you took the first article. Uh, Peaches took the second. Should I take this guy? You want Roblox. It's all yours. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I love me some Roblox. All right. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is coming to us from Washington. Po- the Washington Post. What? Yeah, what? I know, right? Crazy. What? <laughs> it's amazing what video games, what websites yeah. video games take us to. 
All right, fine. So this is coming to us from Washington Post from Shannon Liao. So Shannon, thank you very much. It's entitled Roblox. The game company made wildly popular by kids goes public with $41 billion er, valuation. Not violation, valuation. <laughs> That's the one. All right. <laughs> violation. All right. So let's get into this article a little bit. Popular gaming platform Roblox went public Wednesday at $64.5 per share. That price point puts Roblox valuation at over $41 billion, over double the size of private private competitor Epic Games. We're here physically. I just rang the bell when we started trading. Roblox CEO Dave Bazuski told the post told the post on a Wednesday call after opening trading at the New York Stock Exchange on Wall Street. And we're also sharing screenshots of how our company came together in a virtual New York Stock Exchange because we couldn't all be here. Roblox's platform is made up of user-generated games, many created by children and teens, some of whom have had millions of dollars for themselves. About 54% of Roblox users are under the age of 13, according to the company. I have so many goddamn questions after reading that. <laughs> Wait, kids are making millions? I is guess. It, but like isn't people... this just knockoff Legos? Like, Kinda. isn't this isn't this the shitty Lego that like you would get for your birthday or something and be so disappointed because everyone else had actual Legos? And you got no, I think were those like Mega Blocks or something? Yes, Mega Blocks. Oh yeah, I think it was Mega Blocks. All right, hold on. Honestly, I'm gonna be 100 here. I do not know too much of Roblox, so I'm gonna go to my good friend, the internet, and oh, look, a parents forum. That's fun. I didn't think I was gonna have to be here for at least a few more years. <laughs> All right, so for parents, oh guys, you gotta see this website. It's like a dad sitting down with his son on an iPad, smiling, going, what is Roblox? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right, what is Roblox? Roblox is a global platform where millions of people gather together every day to imagine, create, and share experiences with each other in immersive, user-generated 3D worlds. The types of gameplay on Roblox are just as limitless as the imaginations as the creators themselves. All the online games you see on the platform have been built by members of the Roblox community for members of the Roblox community. Players can build the ultimate theme park, compete at a professional race car driver, star in a fashion show, become a superhero, or simply design a dream home and hang out with friends. If you guys ever played that game Dreams, it sounds like a lot like the game Dreams, where like Roblox gives you an engine to work with in the form of like these blocks that you can play around with, almost like Minecraft, but not really. And then people can go into the game and like make their own games and make their own things to do where people can join in and participate in those things. I did not know that. And children are making money off of this. I wouldn't say children are. Um, that's that's one thing. It's like they're they're an adults that make mods essentially for these games, and they're paid for the mods by the people who buy them to play them. Right. So like Roblox is like the center point, and there's all these mods that you can buy. Mm-hmm. And the whoever you know pays for the mod, seventy percent of that goes to Roblox, the company, and the other 30% goes to the person who made the mod and like put the price up for it. And so there are people who have made millions doing this, even despite that 70% of it goes to Roblox. That's Damn. actually a pretty good price to give back to the people doing things on this platform. I'm not going to lie. 
So this is basically Gary's mods for kids, right? Kind of. Yeah, I guess. Like, it's because like it's so all hard of the games explain. that came out of Gary mods. I yeah, no, guess. it's just using it's just using like the base Roblox game and then kind of modding it out from there. Yeah. Huh. Genius. Now let's uh let's go over a couple of other things we read so far from the articles that I had questions for. Okay, so a question for both of you. Let's talk about the price point valuation at over $41 billion. Now, it's safe to say the three of us are pretty big gamers. We run a goddamn podcast about it. How did Roblox fly under our radars like this? How did such a massive giant run under our radars? I I knew about Roblox, but I didn't know just how much was in it well yeah right i knew about roblox too but like 41 billion dollars well yeah my nieces talk about it all the time like they're always talking about a new mod that they played in roblox or this and that about roblox and i've seen them play a little bit of the game and it's different completely different every time they pull it up but no i just i just didn't fathom how popular it was with not only my nieces but like millions of other children. Yeah, exactly. And teens, I guess. Yeah, I mean, 54% of the uh, player base being under 13, which means that there's like another 46% that are over 13. So I'm curious, like how many people in their 20s are playing Roblox? Well, it's kind of, it kind of alludes to what How you were saying. How many people si- in their 40s are playing Roblox right, is the better question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it almost kind of alludes to what you were talking about earlier, Peaches, where like, you know, the 54% of you, you Roblox users that are under the age of 13, they're going to be the people who are playing these games. The rest of the users, I guarantee, are people who might be like either creating things and making money or creating things and trying to make money. You know, maybe trying to make a name for themselves oh, on Roblox. Possibly, yeah. I think that's probably going to be who a lot of the people are. But not to say all of them. I guarantee, you know, there's plenty of people under the eight or, you know, about 18 years old who unironically plays this for fun. And it kind of sounds interesting. I don't blame him. JP's going to start playing Roblox tonight. Damn right. It's downloading. <laughs> if you're having fun playing <laughs> Roblox, all power to you. I just had no idea how massive this game went. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, apparently. Double the size of Epic Games' valuation on the stock market? Like, what? Epic Games, the people who made Fortnite? Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good, damn good point. (laughs) So, okay, now here's a a point later on in the article that kind of highlights what we've been talking about. So they actually interviewed this woman named Ann Schumacher, who's a 21-year-old CEO of quote-unquote her own company, Full Flower Studio. Apparently, she makes a lot of money off of making some of this content on Roblox that we were just talking about. She's even got a little quote in here. I definitely saw that Roblox was a place where even if you were coming from nothing, you have this potential to blow up on the platform. So I guess uh, a little bit more. When Schumacher was 18, she saw her peers make games within a few weeks that went viral and became financially lucrative through Roblox. She began to work on other developers' games as a contractor and picked up lessons to incorporate in her own games. Today, she runs with 12 contractors and two full-time employees and has made about half a million in revenue from January 2020 to now. Oh, shit. Okay. Wow. So, quit podcasting and start making Roblox maps? I guess. Yeah, uh, see, this, is, this is the last episode of the podcast. We're all going to learn Roblox now. Roll, roll credits. How does one make a Roblox? 
I well, I'm gonna find out. I want to make some goddamn money. Anyways, back to the article. Did you guys see the thing about how Lil Nas X had a a in-game virtual concert in Roblox? No, but why the fuck not? I mean, do you remember when Post Malone did a, co- a cover of a Hootie and the yeah. Blowfish song in the celebration of Pokemon Day? What? Okay. Who For cares? Pokemon Go. I was just going to say that. I was like, yeah, but Pokemon Go's got Post Malone. Yeah, so. I okay, was going to say, why not? Had th- this thing had 30 million people watching it. How many did Post Malone have watching his thing? I feel like it wasn't near 30 million. Probably not. I don't think it was even a million. <laughs> Wow, that's insane. I didn't even know about Post Malone's thing, though. I mean, to be fair, I didn't know about this thing either, so I didn't watch either concert. <laughs> yeah. but. So what did we learn in this article? Um, fuck us. Let's go build some Roblox. Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> yeah, I think I think one thing that's like important to, uh, you know, because we were just talking about loot boxes earlier. It's important to distinguish. Uh, I'm pretty sure in Roblox like the the microtransactions are like you said that's you you know what you're paying for and so it's an important distinction between you know roblox isn't scamming kids necessarily like they're you're paying up front for something that you know what you're gonna get yeah sure yeah and then it comes back down to the parent again you know if the kid spends 300 dollars on mods or new ways to build the game then at least they know what they're getting at the end of the day the parent's still an idiot fair enough I just, I can't believe the day has come where we need to talk about Roblox. And from the Washington Post, no less. The Washington <laughs> Post, what is happening? Oh my God. What is going on? <sighs> All right. Quit podcasting, make Roblox. I wrote that down on my list of things to do over spring break. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. Yeah. Uh, Peaches, do you have some quick takes for us to end the day off? I do have some quick takes, and I um, these are kind of more directed at Zarb. Um, yeah. Because uh, I looked at these, and I was like, these are both things that don't merit like a full article to talk about, but they're definitely things that are interesting. I was going to say, I could talk for an hour on each article. I'll let you take them over, but maybe don't take for an hour. talk for an hour. <laughs> no, these will be quick takes. All right, so our first one comes from GameSpot.com, and it is Capcom warning people about the new Resident Evil Early Access email and that it is a scam. Oh, my God. Yeah. Surprise. Spoiler alert. If somebody sends you an email claiming to be Capcom from a do not reply email address... It's probably not legit. You're probably not going to be able to play this game. And to those people out there, can I tell you about wiring you some money from Zahira? (laughs) (laughs) I just I just need a quick word with you. I've got about three million dollars in an offshore account. I need to wire into your bank account, (laughs) but you got to send me five grand. (laughs) (laughs) I'll even throw in the new Resident Evil for early access, I promise you. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and I that's just, about it. I feel like this is just important to warn people. You know, anybody that's excited about the upcoming Resident Evil game and they want to get in on like an early access for it, you know, just just be wary. Don't don't get over eager and like you know be click patient. on an email from a sketchy you know mm-hmm. uh, sender. Just you know, be wary. You'll your chance to play Resident Evil will, be, will come if you're that excited about it. It's coming in May. Just just wait. Just be patient, people. Be Don't patient. trust emails. 
All right, next quick take. We're talking about Dying Light 2. And man, I really want this game. <laughs> oh, me too, buddy. But according to the article from GamingSim.com, um, the developers say that it is not in development hell. It was just announced too early. And I mean, it was announced two years ago and we still haven't seen anything new from this game. So I would say that's pretty spot on. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, this, this article, like I think they, they based an entire article on a tweet uh, that somebody put out saying like somebody just randomly tweeted that like Dying Light is is currently going through development hell. And like one of the developers saw this and actually took the time to respond to the tweet saying like development hell implies that n- no progress is being made on the game which is not true and that we just announced it too early and have had nothing else to show. Ah, so, they pulled the old cyberpunk. Yeah, holy shit. They they really did though. Everybody needs to go look at the trailer for Dying Light 2 because you want to hype up a zombie game? That's how you fucking do it. Yay! Yeah, it, like the tra- I hadn't even played Dying Light 1 and I saw the trailer for Dying Light 2 a couple years ago and I was like, holy shit, I need to get in on this. And then I was like, all right, where is it? Yeah, two years later, we're still here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they really should have sat on that trailer for a while. And they have been making it up, though. Um, they, they've understood the backlash because Dying Light 1 is still vastly popular. I recently got into Dying Light 1 with a buddy of mine, and there was an event for collecting, I think it was 500,000 airdrops in the matter of a week. What? What? Oh, wait, for the whole community? Or maybe it was like 5 million airdrops. But when my buddy and I jumped on, and this was like the second or last day of the event, there was like 21 million airdrops collected. (laughs) All right, so the community's still going strong. Yeah, and they're they're still releasing DLC. They just released a new one. It's like Hellscape or something. And so it's like the prison where you go through a wave mode and get loot at the end of X amount of waves. But now you're in hell with all the zombies. So like they have continued to add to Dying Light. So I have nothing but high hopes for Dying Light 2. And this developer's right. Uh, They're working. Again, be patient. And the trailer came out two years ago, which was way too fucking early. Yup. What else yeah, is new? I mean, like, uh, I feel like the similar thing happened with is well, it's kind of currently happening. Do you guys remember that trailer for Beyond Good and Evil too? Yeah. Oh God, talk about another game lost to time. Yeah, like that. They showed the trailer for that a couple years ago, and like I was so stoked about it, and I have heard absolutely nothing since then, and it looked incredible, and. I just I, I want more news, but I think they just might have, you know, maybe, maybe they got over eager and showed it too soon or maybe they were forced to show something. And so they showed that. But God damn, I really want that game. It's just how I'm it pretty goes, sure man. that game is still in development, too, because they just remastered the original Beyond Good and Evil. <sighs> yeah, it's it's going to be a wait. It's gonna be a wait, so the moral of this quick take story is be patient. Be patient. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we actually had a moral. Yeah, right? Yeah. Hey, look at that. We're being wholesome. First time for everything. But, you know, in lieu of being patient and everything, how about some instant gratification with some upcoming game releases? Heck yeah, who wants to do them? Yes, sir. 
I'll do them. Why not? Uh, fucking. Yeah, you not? did. You did the itinerary. It's your turn. All right. All right. So upcoming game releases on March 19th. We have Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville coming to the Nintendo Switch. And we also have Root Film coming to the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch. On March 24th, we have Story of Seasons Pioneers of Olive Town coming to the Nintendo Switch. Hi. <laughs> okay, so on the script, we normally have, a, you know, upcoming game releases and then a section that says hype up one upcoming game. I didn't look, but it's just a picture with the Bugs Bunny meme that says no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's good. Peaches, that's awesome. <laughs> we really haven't had anything worth hyping lately. Zar, didn't you yeah. say you were kind of excited for Plants vs. Zombies, or was that a fever dream? That was kind of a fever dream. I haven't been excited for Plants vs. Zombies forever. I think we kind of mentioned that we liked old Plants vs. Zombies when they showed this that in the direct. That could be what I'm thinking of. But Oh, I still play it on my phone. Yeah, so nothing great to hype up. Um, yeah, that's pretty much going to do it for this episode. Uh, next week, we're bringing back an old... Or not next week. Uh, on Saturday, we're bringing back an episode... God damn it. On Saturday, we're bringing back a segment that we have not done in a while, and I'm pretty excited for it. So make sure you come and see us on Saturday. And in the meantime, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Later. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your game tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.